Hello, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk, and with me is... I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. We have the distinct privilege of having a special guest on by the name of Meg Gamish-Tucker. She is the CEO of National Eagle Center. But before we dive into that, Joe is going to remind you of... The purpose of this show. So the purpose of this show, we, we created this show to really give awareness and empower people that are looking to serve their communities. And obviously, with all of us being Rotarians at the table, we believe that Rotary is the vehicle to help um, provide service opportunities for people looking for service. Welcome, Meg. We're very happy to have you on board. I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me. And it didn't take you too long to get here, correct? <laughs> Piece of cake, except for, except for spring construction, but you know, it's a necessary evil. Full swing now. Yep, absolutely. So our listeners know that you are with the National Eagle Center, but will you share with us where that is located? And then we're going to dive into who you are. Get to it's, know you a little bit better. Okay. It's wonderful location is in Wabasha, Minnesota, about an hour and 40 minutes from here on the beautiful banks of the Mississippi River, mm-hmm. literally right on the banks by the bluffs. Yes. And it is a beautiful, beautiful drive down there. Absolutely. You get to enjoy all the eagles you can possibly find between here and there. And I saw a sandhill crane on the way up today. Uh-huh. Too. My goodness. Um, I was sharing with the, the guys before we got started uh, that I knew a little bit about the National Eagle Center. I grew up in La Crosse, Wisconsin, which is also on the Mississippi River and went to school in Winona. And so um, driving from Winona up here to the city is, I would drive through Wabasha. Absolutely. And learned all about the National Eagle Center throughout college. So let's get to know Meg. Let's do it. Okay. Meg, we, it was really funny, actually. Uh, before the, the show, um, you'd mentioned that nothing really makes you nervous because you've been treed by a rhino and an elephant. Uh, we need to dive into that <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, I have a bit of an eclectic background. Um, But a lot of it was spent in Africa doing conservation. I used to be the head of an organization called the Rhino Trust that raised funds for rhino conservation around the globe. And I introduced myself one time to a group that I was working with as probably the only person in the room that had been treed by both an elephant and a rhino in my um, history. So (laughs) it's a unique Claimed fame, I would say. <laughs> I'd say so. So you're a good tree climber is what you're trying yeah, to say. And, and it's not really pleasant when it's an acacia tree. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, but no. Um, it's wonderful work, and it's what got me to come to Wabasha to be involved with eagles. I love raptors as well. Um, okay. And I was just very honored and privileged from a background that went from archaeology to conservation to museum work. Um, and I have a background in fundraising, and it all just came together in this unique opportunity to raise money and awareness and build an even more impactful education center. That's incredible. It really is. Such a cool background. (laughs) So then what did you go to school for? Um, I have three graduate degrees. I was started off in sociology and archaeology, and then I wanted to go to law school because I come from a family of lawyers and said, nah, don't think I'm going to do that. 
um, and went into, I love Native American history and culture, so I decided I was going to be an anthropologist. So went to school in museum studies so I could always have a job, um, and that's what got me into archaeology. And then uh, marrying somebody who was a curator and knowing we were going to compete for jobs, I went into <laughs> administration and got uh, additional degrees in uh, nonprofit management and uh, political science. So it is a perfect marriage of kind of all of the things that you explored and what you're doing now. Yep. Has it been your favorite job so far? Yes. Yeah. I have to say, I've, I've had a lot of fun. I love the rhino work. I love going to Africa and spending a lot of time. I love travel. And I love being in conservation programs around the world. I'm involved with, I'm on the board of a great ape sanctuaries alliance. Um, I'm on the board of an international education program for conservation education. And I'm on the board of um, a zoological association. But they all have to do with animals. They all have to do with conservation. It works great. You're busy. Yeah. You are <laughs> very. I don't like. I don't like water. You know, sitting there. Yeah, I'm no kidding. Well, and in in addition to that, you're also a fellow Rotarian too. Yes, I am. So, um, how did you get involved in Rotary? When I lived in Indianapolis a number of years ago, I was very active in the Indiana Club. And when I first moved to Wabasha, that was the first question I got when I went to a lunch with a friend. Are you going to be a Rotarian again? I said, of course. <laughs> um, Rotary is such an incredible organization. And because I have traveled so extensively around the world, I have been able to interact with Rotary clubs, a lot of them in Africa. And I've just seen the good they do in the world. The one in uh, – we have a small group in Wabasha, but they are so proactive in our community. And it's just, it's an incredible organization that does incredible things. So I'm happy to partner. And um, we've started to build even deeper relationships with the Eagle Center and Rotary. Well, talk a little Very bit nice. more about the relationship between your Rotary Club and the Eagle Center. Like, how does that function? The National Eagle Center is one of the largest um, employment organizations in the community, obviously outpaced by our hospital, which is absolutely fabulous organization. Um, but because we bring so many visitors to the community, we're really a very important element to the health of the economy. Mm -hmm. And we've always felt that as a partner, we need to give back to Rotary activities. We need to encourage Rotary activities. We've started a new program, and I thank our former district governor, Dale Quigley, and some of our local Rotarians for bringing the idea to us of um, – doing service projects by doing outreach programs with our eagles and the fact that we've expanded the organization to talk about arts and culture um, and eagles and so we are building education programs to share with clubs that they can share with their communities hmm. so that's one way we're starting to do more programming um, eagles are inspirational it's a great conservation success story but they're inspirational for military groups yeah. uh, for people that see this um, character of strength, magnificence, mm -hmm. you know, perseverance. And it's a, a great message that we can share through eagle symbolism as well as uh, the rehabilitated eagles that we care for every day. I remember That's the cool. first time I saw a bald eagle and I was like, 
holy smokes. <laughs> like, because you have a picture of them and you see them everywhere, right? Like, it's the U.S., so we've got, it, we got them all over. Or up here, especially. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, the first time that you see one up close, you're like, this is a powerful animal. Yes. Don't. Well, and you think back to, so when I was growing up, because you guys are all much younger than I am, um, you would hardly see bald eagles. It was at the time when DDT was killing off, killing them off incredibly quickly. So the reason the Eagle Center started was because people started to see them coming back on the river. Oh. Minnesota has the second largest population of bald eagles on this continent. Um, they're indigenous only to North America. And Alaska is the only state that outpaces us. I was just going to ask. Yep. So they started to see them coming down the river. And there was mm-hmm. a group of volunteers in Wabasha who said, well, people are kind of stopping and seeing this unique sighting. Um, so let's build it. Build a tourism opportunity to talk about this incredible comeback. So now you see about the same amount of eagles there were on this continent when the first settlers came because it's such an incredible success story of wow. communities coming together. All the way back. All the way back. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah. They're really coming I'm going, back. wait, how did they log that information? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, got it. Yeah. Um, so, but they're... Bald eagles are very opportunistic, so they'll eat pretty much anything. Golden eagles, on the other hand, the only other eagle indigenous to this continent. Um, there are other eagles in Central and South America, but they're very challenged, and they're having a lot of issues. But hmm. we have them here as well. A lot of people don't know that. They're not just a Western species. So I it's a great story. That. That's so cool. It is really cool. I, I had no idea that there were different, like— Varieties there are, <laughs> of eagles. eagles. There no. are sixty-seven species of eagles oh, wow. on this planet. Okay, <laughs> there you go. Most people only think there are two. It's We're very like, true. What? We have so when you come to the Eagle Center, you can see that we have a display that lights up where eagles are, and uh, there are sixty-seven different species. So they impact every culture on this planet. Wow. That's Wonderful. incredible. What a, what a tee up for our next segment, by the way. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we're going we're gonna to head out of this segment and into uh, our break. But um, if you guys want to take us out. As a reminder, you are listening to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. 
two drops, and it stops. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free, nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota. With 743 acres, the straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. And as a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and... Oh boy, we haven't done this one in a while. (laughs) Like, subscribe, and uh, comment. And share. And share. Five stars. All podcast platforms. Yes. Five (laughs) stars for us. Um, If you are tuning in for the first time, we have Meg Gamage Tucker um, with the National Eagle Center. And um, let's remind our listeners of what your role is. I'm the the chief executive officer at the center. And where is it located? Wabasha, Minnesota. Beautiful Wabasha. Beautiful Wabasha. Wabasha. Yes. Very wonderful. Um, and now I totally just drew a blank on how we were springboarding into No, we're going to just – like I think I think we totally hit – I loved in the last segment how you talked about how the Eagle Center started, how it was this very opportunistic um, uh, time where the Eagle started to rebound. What year was it when it started? 1989. 1989. Beauty. Oh. And kind of walk us through what the journey was from that initial period to where it is today and, you know – how it was so successful. Okay. Besides eagles being rock stars. That's, they are that's, rock stars. <laughs> that's that's my favorite thing to say. They're rock stars. We have a couple uh, rehabs that are just truly great program birds and are happy to be in front of people. Um, so the center itself started as an organization called Eagle Watch, which was these local volunteers who started seeing eagles coming back and said, well, how do we capitalize on this opportunity because eagles are coming to the Wabasha area? The reason they congregate in Wabasha over the winter, and that's bald eagles nest there, and golden eagles that are from northern Canada fly down and winter there in the bluffs. And bald eagles are fishing eagles. The river is open there because of the churn between the Chippewa River and Mississippi. And so they have fresh fish Mm. all winter. So it's perfect nesting season and placement for them. We have over 300 pairs of nesting bald eagles that are on the upper Mississippi River Refuge, which is right across the river, literally from where we are. And then Golden Eagles, we do an annual count. I think we had over 100 that came down and nested for the winter. They're, they're second home. They're second home. They come down. We're a second they, home market for brown eagles. <laughs> there you go. They, and they don't, they don't eat fish. 
they eat turkeys, they eat rabbits, they so they we got plenty of those. Yeah, you got yeah. plenty of turkeys. So they they live in the bluffs and fly down and get the turkeys and which are even bigger than they are. So, um, but is... these local volunteers kind of started capitalizing on this opportunity. Uh, they built a little platform, went out over the river. People would come through and they talk about it. That built to a storefront. That built to us having our first rehab eagle on the Minnesota State license plate, support our troops. That's our first eagle, Harriet. She had a little tuft on the top of her head, and apparently they didn't think they uh, photoshopped it out. Um, But she was on the Today Show. She went to Ground Zero. She was on the Capitol Steps. Um, She was recovered by the Raptor Center when she was about— uh, 18, 19 years old, and she lived with the center until she was 35, which is a very long life for a, a bald eagle. Um, then by 2007, we were getting about 50,000, 60,000 visitors a year. They built a new center on the riverfront. We have subsequently got support from the state of Minnesota. We got some bond funding and are raising private philanthropy to do a $27 million Expansion. Wow. Holy Some philanthropy. <laughs> no, yeah, that was the job I was hired for. Um, wow, nice work. <laughs> yeah. But so COVID hit, yeah. like literally two months after I arrived. And we went back to the legislature and said, can we get $4 million? Can we match some of that and get phase one of this project done? We've just completed that. We have redone all of our exhibits. We have... Um, activated two buildings on Main Street because we're going to have many more um, opportunities to do galleries on Main Street. We have an amphitheater and we have a new dock. And it's just this incredible new opportunity with new exhibits and new materials. The reason it's important is because we have received a 40,000-piece collection of everything from Andy Warhol's and Audubon's to uh, ephemera, uh, salt shakers, plates, uh, kids' toys, that is all eagles. Oh, and it wow. was collected by one individual. His name is Preston Cook. It is given to the center. He's transitioning it over um, 40,000 pieces, 400 stamps. I mean, hundreds of posters, everything you can imagine, eagle. He's oh, collected. And so our opportunity is all that American history and culture and art That's one piece of it. Plus, eagles are considered spiritual connections from indigenous cultures. Mm -hmm. So we have a long history of working with Prairie Island community. We've worked with Shakopee. We've worked with other Dakota and Lakota and Ojibwe groups. And so we're going to start sharing their cultural stories as well. So it's just expanded. We have wonderful live eagle programs because we do care for rehabilitated, non-releasable eagles. Okay. We have five eagles in our care, four eagles in our care, and a red-tailed hawk. And so we do programs with them so people can learn about their natural history and conservation history. But now we have this opportunity to share all of these cultural art history, American history, international history, and stories with the world. You're telling us before how you kind of partner with the Rotary, and so you actually will bring some of the re- Bring the Eagles Out, you have a film that we'll, we'll post about this as well, but tell us more about that. So we have created a, a film that gives you an idea of the kinds of programs we do, that we currently do, which is 
what is an eagle? Why is it a raptor? You know, the fact that it has 400 pounds of talon strength. So when you think they're scary, it's because they the typical human being has 40 to 60 pounds of hand strength. An eagle's strength in their talons is 400 pounds. That's where they squash you like a coconut. Uh, just absolutely. <laughs> but you can hold them on a glove. So yeah. it's pretty amazing how what kind of control they have. But we have this film, and we um, are sharing it. We're happy to share it with clubs so they can see the kinds of programs we currently do. We're expanding some of those programs to do the art, culture, history. Um, and we are happy to work with clubs to share it with people in their community. That's the searching for service piece that we want to do with Rotary. Nice tie. I like that. (laughs) It's because we're an educational institution. And if we can inspire people, um, we have an incredible uh, series of veteran stories about from a Vietnam local war hero and uh, Desert Storm hero who's given us his screaming eagle uniform because he was in 101st Airborne. We have those kinds of stories that we can share. We do online, we do in person, so we can take eagles to locations, um, or they can do it virtually. If they want to do it with a classroom, we have a classroom that calls us every year from Shepherdsville, Kentucky. <laughs> Very cool. We've huh. done churches in Dallas with thousands of parishioners. So we offer those opportunities, and we want to do more of that, especially through Rotary Clubs as a service. That's so cool. Oh, gosh, that's so, like I'm just like trying to connect all the dots like in my head as you're like doing it. I'm like, okay, so you're everywhere. Okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah. And you and what's really cool is like this um, th- the donation and some of these other things, it, it's starting to expand your reach yep. into different things, which is really exciting for you guys. Yeah. Let me ask you, uh, what time of year is your favorite time of year for the Eagle Center? For us, it's winter. Okay. You know, it's so funny because Eagle Watch really got founded because that's when all the eagles were congregating. We actually – we do an annual eagle count on the third weekend of January every year. This year there were 1,400 bald eagles counted in and around by mm. 200 citizen scientists who go out and drive around and count eagles um, and the 100 goldens that I mentioned earlier – that's when we really see eagles coming in. We see them fishing every day or hunting in the, the bluffs, uh, the babies. Then you go into, like, early spring, and you get to see the babies hatching. Mm. And um, they, they do. They look like little fluff balls when they're born. Yeah. And within, um, you know, 12 weeks, they're full size. Wow. 12 weeks? 12 weeks. They are full size. Now, they're not as cute as the parents. Yeah. Um, and they're really not fluff balls anymore, but within 12 weeks, they've reached their full size. Wow. Are they about full size? So in the spring, is this when they're about reaching it right yes. now? Yes. So um, they've, they're about getting there. It's like early March to late May is that kind of growth period. Okay. Um, but a bald eagle, you can't tell a male from a female except for females are bigger. In all oh. eagle species, they're bigger. Um, eagles from the north are larger than eagles. There are a huge number of nesting population eagles in Florida. That's one of the third. I think that's the third wow. largest state. And, um, But the only way you can tell the difference is the size. 
They have white heads and white tails, but they don't get those until they're six years old. Cool. Speaking of size, I wish the size of this segment was longer. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's good. <laughs> but you've been listening to Searching for Service. I'm Joe Kirk. I'm Kelly Kirk. And I'm Chad Larson. We'll see you in the next segment. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary Club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops and it stops. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free, nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, a straight river, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org backslash strategic dash planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Searching for Service, brought to you by District 5950 and 5960. As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms and like, share, give five-star reviews. Uh, All you have to do is search Searching for Service and we'll come up on those. Love it. Um, If you are tuning in for the first time, we have Meg Gamage Tucker. I have to look. <laughs> Make sure that I'm saying it right. She is the CEO at the National Eagle Center located in Wabasha, Minnesota, home of grumpy, grumpy old men and grumpy, and grumpy old, old men and, and all, the, all the other shows too. So um, we wrapped up our last section just talking about all of the various components of the National Eagle Center. So I think we just keep Rolling with the punches on that one. How's that sound? Perfect. Perfect. There's a lot of different exhibits. Do those stay consistent or do you continually rotate or add? Or You know, there's a lot lot down there. So we have um, replaced every exhibit that was there um, before this expansion started, except for kind of a primary central one called Masters of the Sky. We updated it, but it explains what a raptor is. Why is an eagle a raptor? And an eagle is a raptor because of keen eyesight, because of a hooked beak, and because of their talons. So that's what makes a raptor a raptor. 
So we want to continue to reiterate those things and talk about migration and the importance of the river. So that one's been updated. But we have Conservation Hall. We have two galleries that have American history and art, now from this Preston Cook collection. We have a gallery that has a buffalo hide painting that was done by actually an Aztec artist who is connected with the Dakota culture because of the spiritual aspect of eagle man and woman in the Dakota culture. Hmm. So that's up there. Uh, we have a land acknowledgment for the Dakota people because the Eagle Center is located on historic tribal property. And so we we have a eclectic collection in addition to dioramas and our live eagles. You can come in and see our live eagles. What our intention is, is that as we change, we're going to change exhibits in that space. There'll be some permanent exhibits, but we're also building onto Main Street. So we have five historic buildings on Main Street. That's the second piece of our expansion project. And we are going to have at least four to five galleries on Main Street as well. So we can lean into this Preston Cook collection with all the art history, Americana kind of thing on Main Street, which connects with historic. And then uh, we can lean into the river conservation, natural history, and the indigenous culture, historic and contemporary. We really want to emphasize the fact that uh, indigenous cultures and sovereign nations are very proactive in protection of the environment and in eagle counts and that connection. So we we kind of see that not to separate them, but to Mm -hmm. be able to do that. And our intention is to have at least one or two changing exhibits every six to eight months. Wow. Keep it fresh. Keep people coming. Absolutely. I mean, I'm sure a lot of your your folks are repeat visitors. Absolutely. Yep. or, go ahead. I was going to say, we actually are very fortunate that we get visitors from 120 countries in all 50 states every year. Holy that smokes. Inc- that's so incredible. What does the – I know you were going to ask a question, Joe. Go ahead. Um, how – how do people how how have they been finding out about the National Eagle Center? How has that reach actually happened? Is it through the rotary component or how media media <laughs> social it's, media no, it's, it's all of those se- segments um we have you know as I've said before, good rotary partnerships, and we're trying to lean into that and do more of that um we have the advantage of being right along a tourism kind of route yeah. because we're in this lovely part. We're right on the the baseline, you know, the you literally go over the bridge from Wabasha to go to Wisconsin. So mm-hmm. we're on the Great River Road. So we've got this great uh, tourism travel route. But also because we have a really nicely redone website, Um, but it has been, even when it wasn't nicely redone, it was drawing a lot of people. If they, if they look up Eagles, they get the National Eagle Center. Um, The SEO is working for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm learning so much in this process. My marketing guy is great. I was going to say, plug to your marketing guy. He's great. He's, he's educating me constantly. Um, and then also we do have a lot of. We have a great Facebook presence, Instagram, that kind of thing. But people come to us when something happens. Mm-hmm. So um, the recent wind turbine conversations or the, you know, the people that still occasionally in a sad state of affairs shoot eagles. 
Um, so the stories come out and people come to us and say, how do we deal with this? Or, you know, a nest is fallen, where do we go? And so we have a lot of people that just say, okay, where's the first resource I can find? And, you know, luckily it's us. You've positioned yourself as a singular resource for all things eagles. Yep, that's exactly what we do. We want to be we're the world. We want to be the world's premier resource for uh, eagle education and experiences. Want to be? You are. I, well, we, I'm glad to know that. I'm glad to think you are. I'm glad to think you think we are. It's you know we. The Raptor Center is a great partner of ours at the University of Minnesota. There are vets. We love their work. We bring eagles to them when they're injured and that kind of thing. But they're the researchers. They mm -hmm. know how to do that medical piece of it. Our job is to be the educators so that we can share the stories and get more people to care about eagles. Yeah. That's amazing. So, well, I mean, getting more people to care about eagles, this kind of brings me to this question, is a lot of the folks that are listening to this show are just searching for avenues of service. If, if somebody's inspired by the show, what, how should they reach out or what should they do? What's the first step? Well, we're happy to have anybody that wants to come visit us. Just go to the website. You can find out how to get tickets, that kind of thing. You can find out when what we're doing on Facebook. Um, we do virtual programming. So you can find out, reach out to our program people, and they will say, okay, you want to do something for your class, you want to do something for your community group, here's how you mm -hmm. do that. Um, we're, we are open seven days a week. We're closed oh very few days of the year to the public. Um, you know, wind, rain, lots of snow, whatever, we're there. That's got to be a grabber for people. Like yeah. everything else is closed. Like what are we going to do? We got the kids are home. We got to yeah. go. We got to go. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you, I was very happy. So during COVID, literally I'd get up at 7 o'clock in the morning so my staff didn't have to trudge in, you know, and just check on the birds, make sure they're doing okay. Um, and when we first reopened, because we opened as soon as we could mm -hmm. with the right spacing and that kind of thing, people were coming to us all the time saying thank you for being open mm. thank you so much for giving us something to do so it's it, you know we love being there for people yeah i mean what a fixture of that community but also like it's it's very localized but then at the same time the reach and the impact is so global yes and, and it kind of goes back to that education component it sounds like is that's been really big for you to expand that reach past the locality of just come and look at the birds, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, and as you said when we talked earlier, they are amazing creatures. Mm -hmm. I mean, even though our biggest our biggest eagle is a female bald eagle, her name is Columbia. She came to us um, after getting hit by a car, and um, they think actually getting hit by a car saved her life hmm. because she had lead poisoning. And um, unfortunately, lead kills raptors. So in, you know, we encourage people, we are not anti-hunting, we encourage people to use copper shot or different kinds of steel shot. Um, but she is a whopping 13 pounds. Mm -hmm. So here's this giant bird. You look at her, she's got a six and a half, seven foot wingspan. She looks so intimidating, but then you come in and you go, whoa, she's right there. She's right, so it's an impressive opportunity and experience. But now we kind of say, 
here's this incredible creature and here's all the different ways you can connect with it. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're looking at doing not only when you come on site to give multiple different experiences, but also to start sharing those sh- those stories <laughs> out with groups and, you know, connecting somebody that sees an African fishing eagle in Africa about, well, that's why eagles matter. That matters. And they're doing all this stuff in the States. Well, look what we can do over here. So we've just, we want it to be big. We want people to understand they're an apex animal and what impacts eagles impacts people. And can people donate to support as well? Oh, of course. <laughs> that's what that link is as well. That, that is, you know, we've met, our, we've met our quota for the year. No, no, no. We are, we are happy with any and all donations. We have lots of opportunities for people. We have an Adopt an Eagle program. We have a great membership program. And literally, if you become a member, you can come see our eagles free of charge. Oh, wow. So, that's so cool. As many times as you want. You you want to you want to help us raise money for our uh, Rotary Golf Tournament? <laughs> I'd be happy to do that. Yeah. I'd be happy. We can do. We can put together an Eagle Center package. Sounds like you've done well. So yeah, like, no kidding. Yeah, we have a lot more to do. So I said, I said, it's a twenty-seven million dollar project. So we got lot. more to do. So any help is appreciated. I'll put those links in the description. Okay. As a reminder, you're listening to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson, and I'm Joe Kirk. We'll see you in the last segment. Rotary is a place for all community-minded people who want to serve their areas with the support of an international organization. Join Rotary to find service. Join Rotary to find inclusion. Join Rotary to find leadership. Join Rotary to find fun. Join Rotary to find friendship. Join Rotary to find a better version of the world. Find a Rotary club near you at rotary.org and click on Club Finder. There is a club out there for everyone. Find your fit with Rotary. Rotary.org. For decades, eradicating polio worldwide has been Rotary's cornerstone cause. We are incredibly close to ridding the globe of this virus, but we need everyone's help to get us to the goal. World Polio Day is October 24th. Please consider making a new donation to Polio Plus or increasing your already generous giving. Go to npolio.org to be a part of this historical eradication of polio. You will help get vaccinations to the most remote parts of our world and help fulfill a promise we made to end polio now. Two drops, and it stops. Don't miss Leonard Skinner, Darius Rucker, Ario Speedwagon, and Tyler Hubbard at Lakefront Music Fest, July 14th and 15th at Lakefront Park in Prior Lake. Leonard Skinner headlines July 14th with Ario Speedwagon and Blackstone Cherry. Darius Rucker headlines July 15th with Tyler Hubbard of Florida Georgia Line and Joe Nichols. Tickets available at lakefrontmusicfest.com. That's lakefrontmusicfest.com. Produced by Prior Lake Rotary. Riverbend Nature Center is a free nonprofit natural habitat in Faribault, Minnesota, with 743 acres, the Straight River, and 10 miles of trails. Despite no public funding, it offers educational programs to almost 10,000 youth and families annually. Riverbend seeks your feedback on its new strategic plan at rbnc.org/strategic-planning by March 30th. Thank you for your time. Welcome back to Searching for a Service, brought to you by Rotary District 5950 and 5960. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. 
As a reminder, you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms, and we love... Five-star reviews. Comments. Shares. Likes. Likes. (laughs) Two thumbs up. (laughs) You can get us anywhere. (laughs) We are rolling into our last section, and Mike, in our last section, we always love to chat about what you envision for the future for whatever, whatever it is that we're discussing, right? And so... Why don't you share with us what National Eagle Center, the future of National Eagle Center holds, what your envision of it is going to look like, um, maybe what you've heard of, too, Okay. others. So. Sure. Happy to do that. As I said, we're in the middle of this $27 million expansion How program. How long is the plan on that? Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no, that's fine. The plan is currently we we're keeping our fingers crossed for a bonding bill. Yeah to get the second piece of our bonding done, um, however that works out. But the legislature has been very supportive of us. Um, That would be encumbering all the money by the end of 2026. So our intention is to, like, renovate five buildings. Pretty quick. By 2026. So, yeah, we're envisioning this going fast. Um, But that means we have a lot of matching money to do and to raise. Um, So... My vision for the National Eagle Center is truly to lean into that. We want to be this ongoing, ongoing premier resource uh, for Eagle education. We want everybody to understand, and I talk about eagles. I think they're so symbolic that if you kind of understand this about an eagle, you understand it about different species. Mm -hmm. So if you love elephants or rhinos or alligators or whatever— The more you care about the species, the more likely you're going to protect it. So I want people to connect with eagles in any way that's unique and interesting to them. Yes, our history has been with these live rehab birds, um, which I adore. But also, if you connect with a history as a military veteran and you had this connection. My father was uh, 101st Airborne. He was in the Band of Brothers era. Um, And so when I see a screaming eagle, it brings me to tears. When I met this military veteran who gave us his uniform, who was a screaming eagle, it, you know, he's like, how can we get the 101st Airborne to support the National Mm -hmm. Eagle Center? So it's that kind of emotional connection that I see I want people to have for the future. Um, It's an inspirational animal. We need, you know... (laughs) We're at an interesting time in our country's history, and I want the eagle to be something that it doesn't matter what your political persuasion is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the statement to our legislature was you can't fly as an eagle without a left wing or right wing. I love it. Wow. Eagles matter to people because they're inspirational no matter whether you're conservative, liberal, whatever you are, because there's some reason that you connect. Environmental issues, uh, historical issues, cultural issues, American history. They're on our great seal. I will tell you a little secret, very secret. Um, They are a national symbol. They are not our national bird. Oh, really? And we are working on this. So help us get this this moving forward because they're a most people symbol, but they're not our national. And that's because bird. they're on the gra- the Great Seal. So it's something that it is we our can, national bird. 
Like, like these are the things that I think about. I'm not supposed to be announcing these things, and I'm on the radio <laughs> announcing these things. But, um, no, we don't have a national bird. Oh, okay. We have okay. a national flower. We have a national tree. And we have a national mammal. But, you know, the eagle, people just automatically think the strength of symbol of symbolism in American culture and, again, in uh, regional indigenous cultures is really uh, regional indigenous cultures is really important. So my vision is that we lean into that. We have a world where eagles are protected. They're, you know, they're admired um, and that the Eagle Center itself can do programs not only across the country, but around the world and share the knowledge that researchers are doing, um, good stories are coming from, uh, stories of strength and perseverance. One of the favorite things that I had to do during COVID was have people be inspired by the resilience of eagles and how they've come back. Mm -hmm. And that's what our communications would be. Lean into the strength that an eagle inspires in mm. people as a symbol of strength and perseverance. Um, the future, we're going to have rotating galleries with great exhibits. Uh, we're going to be able to tell stories, everything from different stamps in, of the world that have eagles to Audubon's and incredible history with uh, art and culture, as well as hopefully really leaning into a lot of native stories, uh, storytelling, the reason that eagles connect people with God, those kinds of things. Lots of opportunities, lots of different stories, and um, share those not only in Wabasha, which we are committed to our community, but also however we can do that virtually. What do you see your role in the future? Is it the same? Is it different? Do you want to? Do you want to? Do you have an aspirational position that you would love to ascend to? Chancellor uh, of the Eagles. <laughs> uh, I don't think that works. No, uh, you know, being the chief executive officer is fabulous for me. So, a lot of what I've had to do since I've been there is to get through the construction process of Phase One to get us through COVID, coming out in the black. What I I was hired because I teach and do fundraising. That's my background. Mm -hmm. um, what I've done in all of my experiences. I want to be able to be that person. I want to be able to be out raising more resources so that this vision can be uh, attained and allow the people that do really good work with the Eagles, build exhibits, do incredible education programs. They can do that job, and I can do my job of getting that public face of the organization moving forward. That's so cool. It really is. I'm feeling super inspired right now, by the way. <laughs> I'm glad. Well, you know, what's really interesting about that is a lot of times, like, the inspiration gets really big. and you get, But what's really great about the Eagle Center is that it's a very concise goal and objective, right? Like, it, there isn't. There isn't a whole lot to it, right? It's like, just protect these guys. Yep. <laughs> and let's, yeah. let's tell their great story. Let's have them be the, um, you know, the inspiration they've been for hundreds of years and thousands of years for that matter. Um, and it's just a really cool, simple, like it's simple. It's, what's the saying? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's it, so simple. It's stupid. Or it's, it's almost not fair. It's so simple. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. it, where your goals and objectives, and that's probably some of the, the reasoning behind the, the success as well is it's simple. <clears throat> Right. Mm -hmm. So people can latch onto it really quickly and 
just fire away. Yep, absolutely. And I agree with you that it's 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 nice and focused. And yes, we want to do a lot, lot more stories, a lot more opportunities, that kind of thing. But it really is all about let's lean into the fact that we've got this great conservation success story and build on that story, but also let people learn from that story that this can be done with other animals. This can be done. And the more people connect with eagles, the more they're going to connect with other kinds of species as well. So it, it, to me, it can, it can build on itself, which I, which I love. Yeah. Not something that I have to focus on, but something that says, here's a model understand and it's something that i've always believed that the more you care about an animal in different ways the more likely you're going to want to preserve it so that's why we do art literature history tell stories that kind of thing same thing can happen with other species but for us we get to focus on this magnificent bird love it do you have any final thoughts or anything you want to share with our viewers Viewers, uh, listeners. 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 <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just thrilled with anybody that wants to come visit us. Please reach out to me. Ask for me if I'm there. I'm happy to show you as much as I possibly can and talk about our future. And uh, come to the center. Look us up online. If you're a Rotarian, please do reach out to your club and find out how we can work with you. We'd be delighted to do that. We are hoping to have a Rotary Day at the Eagle Center. I just have to get the dates set, which would be, be everybody come to, you know, every Rotarian. Let's get together and talk about eagles and how we can have a good time together. We'll push that out as soon as we hear. Exactly. Okay. Fabulous. Well, we'll make sure to have all of the information about the National Eagle Center in our show notes, as well as your contact information. And we certainly want to take a moment to just thank you for taking time to come up from Wabasha and sit here and chat a little bit more. And being our most flexible guest ever. <laughs> yeah. yes. For those out there, we've tried to have Meg on the show like yeah. three different times and something's come up. And so thank you so much for all of your flexibility. My pleasure. And we want to thank everyone for tuning in to Searching for Service. I'm Kelly Kirk. I'm Chad Larson. And I'm Joe Kirk. And as a reminder, it's, top, it's time to stop searching. And start serving. <laughs>